I was thinking about doing some gambling myself. You know, just a little bit of money. Maybe doubling it and doubling it several more times. I don't know. Kind of just for fun. I was thinking, do you have any tips or ideas about sure things? What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of By the Hook. We've been on just a little bit of a break, Andrew, um, but we're is back. It, Better late than never. Is it, another, it feels like a, not another edition. It feels like sort of a newer edition because it's been forever. We don't have – we haven't – we only need baseball to last through today. They could cancel the season tomorrow, and we're going to have basketball. So at least we've got that going. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of baseball's her- whole purpose anyway, right? Even when things are normal, it's to bridge yeah, the just, gap between sports that most yep. people care about. Just get us to football season, and then we'll make it from there. That's exactly – that's what August is like. So we're sort of, in, in a way, uh, if you're a sports better or just a sports fan, August and September, I, I know that we shouldn't take a lot of pleasure in being locked down and the economy, uh, you know, splintering in two, but – it should be pretty good for sports. There's going to be everything and anything. It's going to be hard to watch everything. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to have enough TVs. We're going to have to have the computers pulled up, the tablets. We're going to have to have everything going once we get uh, – obviously, I'm a yep. huge golf nerd, so I watch that every week. We've got baseball going, yep. which I don't really watch a ton of. But, I mean, basketball and football overlapping is going to be a, a big deal. You're going to have – on one weekend, Andrew, we're going to have the U.S. Open – for golf. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Major League mm-hmm. Baseball rock and roll, and we're going to have NBA playoffs. We're going to have NFL regular season and college football regular season. That is, I mean, that's everything you could possibly want and more all packed into one Saturday and Sunday. You you know what the problem is, Colby, is that you could burn through a bankroll real quick on a Saturday betting college football, the NFL, the NBA, just like you said, and the U.S. Open. That, that would be an easy way to... Um, well, cripple yourself for the rest of the season if you're not careful. Yeah, I think a lot of people are able to tell the wife, you know, throughout the year, maybe you lose a little on football, a little on basketball, a little on baseball, but it's all kind of spread out. When they're all playing mm-hmm. on the same day, you could very easily uh, run your account down to zero. Uh, Andrew, basketball back tomorrow. The Thunder back yep. on Saturday. First game at 2.30 yep. on Saturday against the Utah Jazz. So this is the March 11th game that did not happen whenever Rudy Gobert tested positive and uh, the Chesapeake Energy Arena was cleared out. Thunder one-point favorites right now over the Jazz on Saturday. Uh, I'll be watching. I don't know if I'll be betting right off the jump with NBA. How do you feel about the Thunder as we restart? Well, I like the Thunder because what we've seen so far, what we've seen all year is sort of bled over into these preseason. They call them scrimmages or they call them games? I don't know what they're they're calling them. They're calling them scrimmages. Yeah, they're games. Uh, well, what we've seen bleed over is the Thunder try hard. They're interested in winning. They're interested in getting that. Uh, they're not just out there to seem like get their legs back. Like if you watched Baisley last night, uh, you know, he's hitting threes. He's playing with some passion. He's playing because he's getting extra minutes because he knows that, you know, Chris Paul's not going to be in there. They had other guys that were sort of shelled. Um, I, I see the uh, this eight-game stretch for the Thunder as an of what they've already started as opposed to the Lakers or the Bucks or the Clippers that are that, that are just sort of gearing up for the playoffs. I think that the, the, the Thunder are still trying to prove something, which is a hard thing to do in the NBA. You know this. I know this. With the big schedule, there's so many games. You've got to figure out who's got the urgency. It's not always the best indicator on who to bet, 
but it's an indicator. And the Thunder play with that urgency, which makes them easy to back. So I, I, I sort of like them right off the top. Uh, but I, I would tread lightly to start with. Yeah, one thing that I like about the Thunder, as we see constantly every year, Steven Adams throughout the season, he gets worn down physically. He just gets beat up, and by the end of the year, we don't see as an effective of a Steven Adams. We've seen throughout Chris Paul's career that as he's gotten older and it gets later in the season, he gets worn down physically. You don't get the same Chris Paul that you were getting early in the year. You take four months Mm -hmm. off, it kind of solves those problems to where, and I mean, not even those guys. Look at other guys around the league. Andre Robertson, obviously, in Oklahoma City, but Mm -hmm. Victor Oladipo is back in Indiana. Yusuf Nurkic is back for Portland. So this four-month break Mm -hmm. has allowed some guys that wouldn't otherwise be on the court to get out there. And that's, you know, having Andre Robertson back, it's going to be interesting to see how Billy Donovan fits the pieces together with Robertson, Ferguson, Dort, Baisley. Uh, Robertson getting in there is is another wrench in the tire. Whenever you look at NBA uh, championship odds, the Thunder are way down at 80-1. to I don't know that anybody's really betting them to win the title. Maybe you could bet them to get through a round or two, but uh, you got the Lakers at two to one, the Bucks yep. uh, at plus two eighty, so essentially two point yep. eight to one. You risk twenty eight, you win ten. Um, or pardon me, you risk ten, you win twenty eight. I said that backward. Right. And then the Clippers yep. are three to one, so you risk ten, you win thirty uh, on the Clippers to win the championship. And then there's a big drop off getting down to Boston, Houston, Toronto. You betting any NBA championship uh, winners? Yes. yes. And in addition to that, um, Colby, depending on your book. By the way, Thunder thirty to one, thirty to one to win the Western Conference. Western Conference only. So there's some value there uh, if you want to bet Western Conference. You're not going to get any on the Lakers, the Clippers. One point seven five for the Clippers, one point five for the Lakers. But you can bet based on your book. This is this is this is intriguing to me, Colby. Is 2020 NBA restart win total? Okay, so the Thunder are their total is four. You want to bet the Thunder to win? Over or under four? I think that's intriguing. Um, I, their schedule is tough, I think. There's a couple games in there that, that are going to be really tough for them, mainly the Lakers and the Clippers, which means that they would have to go, uh, if you think they're going to lose those two, that they would have to go four and two in the other six uh, to get you a push. Um, but there's some other numbers in here that, that, that look interesting to me. I think the 76ers is one of those at four and a half, their total, because they have a favorable schedule. And they've sort of retooled some things. You get Ben Simmons, you get Embiid if he plays. I think the 76ers have some value. And in fact, I would look at the 76ers as sort of a flyer in the Eastern Conference. You can get them at, let me see where I had this. I've got them at seven and a half to one to win the East. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at eight to one, somewhere between seven and eight to one. And that's not bad. And the Bucs are such an overwhelming favorite at minus 200. Uh, to win the East, that I'd probably stay away from them. But overall, Colby, to answer your question, am I betting futures? I think we're probably in agreement that we all, it's going to be the Bucks, the Lakers, or the Clippers, okay? Right now, to me, I'm hoping one of those three teams, because I'd probably favor the Lakers over the other two. I don't really trust Paul George uh, in a deep playoff run. I don't really trust uh, anything other than LeBron James, frankly. But I hope one of these three teams, and I hope it's the Lakers, sort of stumble in these eight games or doesn't play up to par or, uh, you know, gives away a couple games that they don't need. I want to see those numbers go up before I bet a future on any of those three teams that I think will win. Maybe the Lakers get to four to one. I'd jump on it then. Maybe the Clippers get to four and a half to one. I'd probably jump on that then or 
even the Bucks at that point. So I'm hoping that something happens in the next couple weeks in these eight games that, that gives me a little bit more value. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, I think if you're willing to take a little bit of a risk on betting the exact matchup for the finals, yeah. here's what I'm looking at. I, I think that the Bucks are coming out of the East. I think that that's kind of a foregone conclusion, uh, barring injuries, barring obviously COVID. Things seem to be going well in the bubble. Personal responsibility amongst these players as we move forward, the longer they're down there, the more restless they get, uh, is obviously going to be yep. a huge part of it. But uh, as long as none of that happens, you can get uh, Bucks versus Lakers as the exact matchup at three to one, or you can get Bucks versus Clippers at the exact matchup at three and a half to one. So if you're if you're assuming that the Bucks are coming yep. out of the East and one of the LA teams are coming out of the West, you could theoretically put a hundred on each of those. And if the Bucks and Lakers make the finals, you come out two hundred on the high side. And if the Bucks and Clippers make the finals, you come out two fifty on the high side. I think that actually is probably my favorite NBA bet if we're looking toward it's who's a- going to win the title. That's really sharp. I like that idea. Uh, the only thing that happens is uh, what team in the you know you can almost hedge that and put uh, if you're betting a hundred, let's say, put twenty on the uh, on the Sixers to win the East, and then you yeah. sort of back yourself. You, you help yourself out a little bit. You can even root for the Sixers in that case. I I think the Sixers have a lot to prove. I see them as the team with the most value in the East, but I don't I don't mind a, a bet in an exact matchup because I do think. Is there any chance? I guess you have to ask yourself: Is there any chance the Lakers or the Clippers don't get it done in the West? Who's yeah. going to beat them? I mean, do you trust Houston at all, even a little bit? No, no. They're seven to one right now in the West. Seven to one to win the West. Yeah, seven to one to win the West. Fourteen to one to win the NBA championship. I, I'm looking at two guys uh, who I love. They are so much fun uh, to watch play. Maybe separately. I don't know if I enjoy watching the Rockets play a ton in Russell Westbrook and James Harden, but. Guys that have had shortcomings in the playoffs. Russell Westbrook, uh, career playoff series that he's won without Kevin Durant, zero. James Harden, uh, number of times that he's come big in the playoffs other than uh, the shot he hit against the Spurs. Unless I'm forgetting anything, it's zero. So my trust with Houston is very thin. So uh, I think that that's a bet that I'll be playing. I, I think that it's one of the L.A. teams out of the West, Milwaukee out of the East. Um, I actually, I, I'm going to differ from you in the East. I think Boston. Uh, has a better chance than Philly. I like Boston more than Philly. Uh, I think they're more well-rounded. I think they're better coached. And what worries me about Philly, Andrew, is that they are so unbelievably good at home, and you take that away. They've got a lot of young guys that I think draw on that energy from the home crowd. Maybe. And if they have to create their own energy, I just don't know that I love it. So I actually think that I prefer Boston to Philly if I'm going to hedge on my exact matchup bet in the finals. Okay, Boston's updated win total for the three start is five. I'm looking at there's I'm trying to find their schedule, but think of it this way with Philly. Okay, so they don't get the energy from the home crowd, right? And the young guys don't get that. I'm gonna disagree with you. I don't think you get energy from the home crowd. I think you get sapped of energy on the road when things when you give up a ten to two run, when you give up a twelve to two run in the second half. You take that away from being an issue at all, maybe they get some of that back that, that sort of devastated them on the road. They're the same players. If the crowd doesn't affect them on the road, maybe they steal a couple of those wins. Yeah, that's uh, – see, and the thing about this is 
with Philly especially, I feel like they're the toughest team to handicap because they are so vastly different from home to road. They are the best home yep. team in the NBA, yep. and they are very average on the road. So I think that they are the toughest team uh, to handicap moving forward. Before we move on from basketball, any other bets that you really like? Um, obviously, out, out west, I don't know, Nuggets, Jazz, Mavs, that, that's kind of the order of odds uh, as we go down. I'm showing New Orleans at 40-1 to 1 to win the West. I've actually got Oklahoma yeah. City at 45-1 to 1 to win the West. Any yeah. other, anything else in the NBA that you really like before we move on? Um, you like the Mavs play hard. they got a bunch of young guys. they got a bunch of guys that can really go. They've got a lot of talent. To, one to win the West. Yeah, a lot of talent, 40-1 to uh, to win the Mm -hmm. title. Let me ask you this. If you're going to bet them to win the West at 17 or 18-1, to I I don't know. I would almost rather bet them at 40-1 to to um, win the NBA championship, and then maybe you see what you can do in terms of hedging once they get there. I don't know. That'll be tough, though, because uh, they'll be underdogs if they face the Bucs in the finals. I don't know. Maybe 17-1 to to win the West is your better bet if if you're trying to find somebody off the wall that can take down one of the two L.A. teams. I, I don't mind Dallas also, but I, I sort of like the way they play uh, and their schedule also. Their total right now going into the last eight is uh, over four. They've got Houston, Phoenix, Sacramento to start with. Then they go get this. They go Clippers, Bucks, Jazz, and then they finish with Portland and Phoenix. So if they can – I think that over four is a good bet with the Mavericks. I think they're going to play hard, and they have really – I think they got six winnable games out of those eight. If you think that they're going to lose to the Clippers and the uh, Bucks, that gives you a wiggle room of two games to get a push, one to win. So I, I sort of like the uh, Mavs over four there. Yeah, I think that that's probably uh, my favorite Mavs bet if I was going to go down that road. That's Andrew Gilman. I'm Colby Powell. This is By the Hook. We've been off, uh, obviously, for a while now. There have been no sports, uh, and we don't gamble on Korean baseball. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't speak for both of us. Andrew, were you gambling on <laughs> Korean baseball? I didn't do much of that, but you know, I looked at um, I looked at some uh, I looked at a lot of soccer. I'll tell you that, and and I'll tell you what I enjoyed the hell out of the uh, Premier League season, uh, La Liga, all of the stuff. It was jam packed in where it sort of felt like you were watching a World Cup or an Olympics or something like that because games started at nine in the morning. Some days they started at one in the afternoon, and one of the great things about this NBA thing. Is it, it's going to be like a college football Saturday. You're going to get a game at noon. You're going to get a couple games at 2. You're going to get a game at 7. I think it's going to be really fun to watch as opposed to, you know, a couple games every night at 7. I, I think this is going to be a fun way to consume uh, what's been a miserable <laughs> spring and summer so far. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I've been – the only thing I've really played uh, is golf. I've actually kind of changed my golf betting strategy. So, you know, Andrew used to, uh, I would just take like 50 bucks a week, bet it on one golfer, and hope that it hits. Because you get long odds, so that's yep. a big hit. But it is tough yep. to hit one golfer in the field. So now what I've decided doing, because it's still such long odds, I'm trying to make a little less money but a little more often. So I'm taking yep. either 10 or $20 and betting it on somewhere between three and five golfers uh, a week. And I actually hit four in a row doing that. I was on Webb Simpson. 
uh, at RBC. Mm-hmm. I was on DJ yep. at uh, Travelers. I was on Bryson the week after, even though he was – I got him like 7-1, to one, which is terrible odds. It basically paid for the rest of my betting that week. But I really thought mm-hmm. he was going to win, so I played it. Uh, and then the following late week, I was on Morikawa. Uh, I put 10 nice. on him at, I think, 28-1 yep. to one maybe to win the workday. So uh, I was getting a little nervous a in that playoff. Off. Yeah, I was getting a little nervous in that yeah. playoff when JT made the bomb. But uh, golf betting has been pretty good to me. World Golf Championship – event this week any golfers you've picked out that you like big big event big names 45 of the top 50 in the world there yeah this is a good one yeah memphis has really benefited because it didn't used to be a huge stop and now it is because it's a wgc so these guys get extra points and extra money for it um what i'm going to sort of go along with you i think a good way to play golf it's fun to bet the 45 to one and and then hope that they're there on the back nine on sunday but another way to maybe not just hedge your bets, but make a little bit and have more than one guy pay off, Colby, is betting top tens and top fives. Yeah. That way you can cheer for a number of guys, guys that play well at that course, a guy that you just like and you want to put a little bit on him. You know, maybe you're an OSU guy and you want to bet Hoblin and Wolf every week. Those guys might not cash, but they're going to be right there. Or what we've seen so far in the restarts, they were right there. Matthew Wolf, by the way, last week, what, double bogeyed 18, it cost him a top 10, which. Oh, were you, uh, yeah, it did cost him. Were you on Matt Wolf yeah. top 10 last week? Matt Wolf top 10 at like plus 275. It wasn't a huge payoff, but still, it was enough, you know? Yeah, still. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a and, tough double bogey on what is a pretty easy, reachable par five. Especially considering that Wolf eagled it last year to win the thing. Remember that? Oh, yeah. At, oh, the, yeah. Same, at the same event. Of course, you remember that because you're a huge OSU homer. So I understand. And a huge golf nerd. Um, a huge golf nerd also. I don't like betting first-round leaders. And also, if you do that, you can get some odds, but you want to check your book because sometimes a tie is a loss. And there's sometimes there's you know six or seven guys stacked up at minus five, and that might be your best round of the day for first round. Uh, I, I stay away from those. I like top 10 or lesser odds, a top 20 finish. Uh, I don't do a lot of tournament matchups. But uh, if I'm looking at golf this week, I don't like him. But if you can give me Pat Reed at high odds, I'm taking him every Ooh, week. That every is, week. Uh, he's at, that's ballsy. I've got him 35 to 1. Yeah, exactly. He's good enough. He's got the short game. He drove the ball well. He's quite good since the restart. 34 to 1 is what I'm looking at this. Yeah, I, uh, I've got Tony Finau at 35 to 1 as well. And I actually like yeah. Tony Finau more. And, and here's the thing. I say this, I'm going to hate myself on Sunday evening because everyone who's ever bet Tony Finau has hated themselves on Sunday evening. He can't finish. I know he can't, but he's so close, Andrew, and he's playing such good golf. it, it, It seems like eventually he has to finish, right? Eventually he has to break through and win one of these big events. He's too talented not to. He's uh, to steal a line, I think, from Rick Riley. He's like your doctor, Colby. He doesn't work weekends very well. He, He costs you extra on the weekend. He'll show up on Thursday and Friday, and he'll give you a 64, and you're like, ah, he's got a two-stroke lead going into the final round. He doesn't seem to be able to finish. He's not a particularly good putter, uh, but you're right. He seems like he's a top-ten machine. He's a moneymaker this year. I like him a lot. I I have a hard time turning down Tyrell Hatton, who's played really well at 27-1 to also. He's played well since the restart. Uh, He's won a couple times as well. Uh, I think that's some good value, and I do think – I think I texted this to you several weeks ago, I think Morikawa is the face, the future face of the, the tour. At 25 to 1 this week. Yeah, I've got him and Hovland both. Playing, yeah, I, I'm seeing Hovland at 20 to 1. So I've got Hovland at 25, yeah, same as Morikawa. Yeah, 
I, I, I think that's really good. Uh, Webb Simpson wasn't good the last couple weeks. I think he had a missed cut in there as well, and I'm looking at him at 21 to 1. But uh, it's going to be hard to turn down, I think, even a square play. I don't love Rom this week at 10 and a half, but I don't mind Justin Thomas, who seems to play pretty well in the WGC event. Okay, so let me. Uh, so I've already got my six plays in this week. I'm putting ten dollars on each of these. Each of these six. Okay. You tell me, like it, love it, hate it. Uh, as I as I rifle through these, Rory McIlroy at twelve to one. Uh, like it. Don't love it or hate it, but okay. I like it. Okay, Justin Thomas at twelve to one. I love that. Okay, Xander Schauffele eighteen to one. I. Uh, uh, what we're we talking about, just straight up winners, not just the cash, right? Not a top ten. Yeah, not a top I, ten. Straight up winners. If, if you're if you're spreading your cash around a little bit, I love that play with Shoffley too. He's going to have a good week. Can't lay at twenty to one. Don't love that. Uh, uh, don't like. You're telling me you can't lay those odds. I cannot lay those odds. Cannot lay those odds. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, and this one, another one that I'm going to hate myself on Sunday evening. Brooks Kepka at twenty eight to one. What's his story lately, by the way? Uh, I can't figure story, him out. I don't love, uh, I, I don't know. Last I, I week, he gained five strokes tee to green in two rounds and missed the cut at the 3M Open. I, I just feel like Brooks Kepka. every time he cares, even a little bit, he's in contention. It's a World Golf Championship event. He's the defending champion. And my, my logic on playing him at 28-1 to 1 is as soon as he gets his game right, he's going to be down around 10-12-1. to 12 to 1. So I might okay. as well try to play him now and maybe even next week at Harding Park if he doesn't play well this week because at some point he's going to figure it out because he's too good not to. So I want to be mm-hmm. there when he figures it out, not after, because then I'm going to be getting half the value. Yeah, you want to buy low as opposed to – because in the U.S. In the, in the PGA next week, he's not going to be 28. No matter what he plays like this week or previous weeks, he's going to be what? 12 to 14? Probably like that. How about this? About six weeks ago, I bet Bryson at the PGA Championship at 25 to 1. Now, that's great because and, – and I saw some other people jumping on that too. And, and he, I feel the same way I think a lot of people do about him and Pat Reed. And, and we need to distance ourselves away from this stuff, or I do anyway. But I just don't like cheering for those guys. And I know that the number should trump anything. And if you can get the value, you bet the value. But I don't like betting against the Red Sox because I want the Red Sox to win. I don't like betting for Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau because I want them to make double votes. Yeah, I'm that way with uh, football and basketball, team sports, things like that. I'm not that way with golf. I'll bet anybody in golf if I think I'm getting a good number. I don't know why. Oh, it's I will it's too. an individual I sport. Will too. Yeah. Yeah. Then, I just hold my nose. If, if I'm betting a team, like if the, uh, let's say I'm an Oklahoma State grad, I'm an Oklahoma State guy, uh, if I bet OU in Bedlam, well, I can't root for OU in Bedlam. I, I physically, I can't do it. If right. I'm watching a golf tournament and I bet Bryson DeChambeau and he's coming down the stretch with, uh, let's say, random name, Jason Day, who I really like, I can root for Bryson DeChambeau if I've got money on that side. So golf's a little different yeah. for me. By the way, my sixth player, like I said, is Tony Finau. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll be hating myself for that one on Sunday at 35 to 1 as well. If your unit is a uh, hundred, let's say your unit is fifty dollars, what size of a what size would you put on that? I mean, a half a unit, a quarter of a unit. Um, yeah, that's a good. I I just so every week I personally allocate sixty dollars for golf betting. Uh, sometimes I bet twenty dollars on three golfers, depending on how many I okay. like. That's what I did last week at the three M. Uh, sometimes okay. I'll do like a forty, a ten, and a ten. Uh, this week I just did ten dollars on six golfers. Uh, there's just so many. When, when the fields okay. are this elite, I usually do mm-hmm. it that way because 
so many guys could win, uh, and you're mm-hmm. kind of just guessing who's going to play well that week. So uh, I, I like doing well, it that way. I give myself more more ways to hit, and when I bet six guys, there's a greater chance that I have a financial investment that makes me really want to tune into every shot on Sunday afternoon. That's true. With six guys, and I think in an elite field, a Masters, an Open, or something like this, a middle-of-the-season sort of event, you're better off betting the elite golfers. There's a reason that Scotty Scheffler is going to be 55 to one. I mean, there's too many guys in front of him that are going to be able to finish. And if you have, I, I like your strategy of give yourself something to watch on Sunday afternoon. Yep. Let's uh, switch gears before we get out of here. Uh, Major League yep. Baseball. They've got some problems. We don't know if they're going to make it to the finish line, but they've at least made it to basketball yep. season. So uh, hip, yep. hip hurrah for baseball for that. If I'm giving you right now, Dodgers and Yankees or the field. I'm not giving you any, any lines. I'm just saying Dodgers or Yankees or the field. What, what are you taking? I would probably take the Yankees. I would take the, I would take your first option. I wouldn't bet either one of those. You're not going to get good value. Um, I, I would bet somebody else. But if you're asking me who just as a fan who I think is going to win the thing, yeah, I would take I would take your uh, first prop. So let me ask you this then. If you're confident enough that it's either going to be Dodgers or the Yankees, I'm showing right now Dodgers at 5-1, to one, Yankees at 6-1. to one. You could do the same mm-hmm. thing in the NBA with the exact matchup. You could put 100 on each, and all you have yeah. to do is avoid some sort of Cinderella or at least semi-Cinderella sneaking up and winning the World Series, and you make a pretty good profit there if you're willing uh, to bet that just one of those two teams is going to win the World Series. I, I, I'd say, yes, you're right. You can make that profit. I would rather bet in Oakland. I would rather bet uh, a Cubs or somebody like that and hope that they get to a uh, championship, uh, hope that they make it to the finals, uh, you know, a playoff situation. And then if your odds are good enough, like let's say for the A's at 25-1 to 1 to win it, you're not going to get that going into the playoffs, but you might be able to hedge it and win, catch both sides of it. I think there's just too hard to get the best teams to the finals in a season where it's 60 games. We don't know how it's going to turn out, and there's an, there's going to be a bunch of teams in the playoffs. I'm not even sure how the playoffs work. I think the number one seed gets to choose who they play or something goofy like that. Yeah, they've I think they're, they're, the extra, it's going to be like a selection show, I think. Yeah, and they've changed all the extra inning rules. So if you're betting totals in baseball, that can jack it up too. I would be real careful. You get the DH, so you would think that there's going to be more overs because of that. Um, I, I would stay away from baseball for a good long while. I would wait to if we can get 25 games in, basically half the season. I would reevaluate the odds then, and then try to bet a future. You don't have to bet a future today. You know these stocks go up and down. You might be able to grab some value on the A's later. You might be able to grab some value on the Yankees or Mets or somebody like that later. So. To me, this is this is the wrong time of the year to do it, especially yeah. for baseball. There's too much too much unknown. I agree. I'm staying away from baseball for the time being. I'll reevaluate maybe September 1st, figure out what this thing looks like, uh, if it's actually got the legs to get to the finish line, and then we'll probably have yeah. a little bit more information on baseball too because right now with baseball, uh, there's still a lot of unknown. Obviously, the NBA seems like they've got it figured out. Uh, baseball seems like they're trying to figure it out, so I don't know that mm-hmm. I'm real comfortable wagering on that yet. Now, if you bet the Marlins, I don't know if you're going to get – you're probably going to get a no bet because I think there's something in these books that says the teams have to play, you know, 58 games or 60 games or whatever it is. I don't think the Marlins are going to play anymore. I don't know what that's going to do with the rest of the schedule. Right. But I'd have a hard time believing that they're going to send 
the, first of all, the Marlins don't want to play anyhow. They don't have a, a roster where they can support 25 guys. The, the, what are they going to do, call them up from double A? Yeah, I, there are no good answers to what happens now with right. the Marlins. No yeah, good answers. We don't need to be – this show would be better suited not talking about the Marlins. How about that? I completely Let's agree. have a rule. No more Marlins talk. No more forward. Marlins talk unless they win the World Series. If they win the World Series, we'll talk Marlins. Uh, I, I, I concur. I Deal. Concur. Uh, Andrew, enjoy all the basketball. Enjoy all the golf. Uh, next week is a major championship that Tiger Woods is participating in. So uh, we already know where my money will be allocated next week. This is a lot of fun. I enjoyed being back. Well, let's do it again next week. We'll uh, get you some golf uh, futures for the first major of the season. And we can sort of reevaluate how the Thunder look after a pair of games, too. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, Andrew. We'll catch up next week. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right, that's Andrew Gilman. I'm Colby Powell. Find us on Twitter at Colby J. Powell, at Andrew Gilman. Okay, let us know what your favorite plays are as we head into NBA season. All right, that is all for this week. We're back next week. Thanks for listening to By the Hook.